Dearly beloved. Hey, buddy. We're gathered here today. Oh. To mourn the death of an appliance that was close to us all. Oh, yeah? We lost a good one. You calling Julian Edelman an appliance? Or... To pay our respects to <laughs> the Viking vixen beer fridge. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> May she always rest in peace. It was a good fridge. <laughs> Kept the beers chilled at just the perfect temperature. <laughs> was filled with such flair. All the stickers filled with memories and good times and good friends, good beers. You can never be replaced. <laughs> and we'll miss you dearly. Would you like to say a few words, Kostaki? <laughs> I, I enjoy the tone of this. I like I like this idea. I like uh, I hate change, so anything that's uh, yeah, this kind of thing gets me a little, you know. I actually went to a. This is a little off topic, but I once went to a. Let's keep it to the beer fridge. Actually, <laughs> we're here. To, we're here at the oh. beer fridge's funeral, so it'd be nice if you could say a few things about. The oh, beer okay. Fridge. I stay on topic. Yeah. I'm just gonna say I once cried at a summer camp reunion of a camp that I didn't go to. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I am. I am wistful about things like this, and I, I totally hear what you're saying about the beer fridge. What, what was your connection to the reunion? What was it that touched you in such a way? I went with uh, my girlfriend at the time. This was many years ago. And it was the camp that she had gone to as a child. And the couple that had run the camp for 47 years or something was retiring, and they had a big gathering, and they sold the place. And, all these people came back from all over the country and were sharing memories. I was just, I was touched. That was beautiful. Anyway. Yeah, this song sounds a little bit like that Vitamin C song. The, I think it was, we were, we were, no, not the freshman song. Vitamin C. We will still be friends forever. <laughs> I'm thinking of, for the love of me. I cannot remember what made us think that we were wise and we never compromise. Yeah, see, you're you're t- you're humming a little bit. You know that one. I stopped humming because of the Zoom thing. I didn't want to cut you out. I wanted I wanted to give you accompaniment, and then I realized I was stepping on you. It's very uh, courteous of you to think about the technical issues that we face. That's right. <laughs> I cannot remember. That's a great song. As we kick off the episode, just wanted to pay our respects to the beer fridge and <laughs> it's, been a long, it's been a long pandemic for Aaron Hodges. It's been a long pandemic. I get emotional about these things and I know Susan, I feel for you. You've been such a great fan of Quick Snaps for so many years and I know that fridge was close to you. <laughs> so rest in peace, Spirit Fridge. <laughs> Have we started? Are we going? 
Yep. Did we tell Ron Milford that we're on? snaps comedy football talk welcome in it's it's every it's every two weeks it's it's bi-weekly that's what we call it we're heading towards the draft i'm in the middle of a crazy move uh, aaron is wistful about things in life oh. here we are welcome so in. i got hello welcome everybody please forgive me right off the bat i got the tv on didn't even turn the volume off because i was busy busy eulogizing susan's beer fridge hold on let me turn the volume down here but uh if you don't mind, man, I was thinking, let me, I think, I feel like this week, the news that just dropped in the NFL is tailor-made for this show. Can I just give you three headlines and then we'll touch on these real quick? Give Absolutely. Them- we didn't have a pre-show meeting, so no. I have no idea what's happening and I'm, ha- I'm happy to have you grab the reins. Let's do it. Rapid fire. Julian Edelman has retired. He's announced it just moments ago. That's number one. Number two. The XFL and CFL are in discussions to have an interleague championship game. What? And also... (laughs) That's news to me. (laughs) Kevin James, the actor. You might know him from Paul Blart Mall Cop. (laughs) That's some other things. King of Queens, some other things. He's set to play Sean Payton in a movie about the Bounty Gate scandal, where I guess Sean Payton... I guess I wasn't aware of this part of the story. Couldn't coach, so he went back and coached his kids' team? Like, he was in sixth grade or something? I don't know if that's true or if that's just the spinoff for the movie. Oh. I'm turning the volume down. You go. <laughs> I did see that they were running, that, that, that like they had Sean Payton work with them on the script. So I guess it's not a takedown piece. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't see anything further. <laughs> it's not a bounty? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it... The the plot does start with him being like whatever it is, whatever the word was, suspended from the league. Yeah, because of the bounty. But apparently, it's not a, uh, it's not really about that. So, do you remember? Not to get off topic, but do you remember the story about the <laughs> high school coach that never punts, no matter no, no matter what the circumstances. You don't remember oh, wow. this guy? Uh. Uh-uh. I like that. I like that. That's a story, though. I want to hear more. Tell me more. I I think we talked about this probably like two or three years ago. It was a while ago. This guy never, ever, ever punts the ball. Goes for it on fourth down every single time, and always onside kicks every single time. What? Yes. That's even weirder. So, Hmm. how does it work out for him? He's very successful, apparently. Hmm. I think it's a crazy psychological advantage going into the game. Like, it just throws, like, whoever is trying to compete with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they go in knowing, like, this is a different game than we're used to. Right. These guys are going to go for it four times. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, even on, like, a second down, if you get a sack, right, or whatever... 
you're not thinking there's one more play. You're like, uh, there's two more plays. It's a big psychological advantage, I think. That's interesting. Before what the, about, like, you know, perfect situations for a punt? You just never, you know, you're up by three. There's just a few seconds left. You're on your own 17-yard line. You know, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna, so I, I bring that up to say that... <laughs> I think I'm going to work on a script with another uh, with a comedian about based on that guy and write a football comedy. You never, uh, you never punting. Never, you never punt. But there's a reason. I'm not going to get too much into it. But uh, I would imagine it would have the same tone and tenor as this Kevin James uh, movie. <laughs> How do you feel about that casting as Sean Payton? Uh, it's funny. The one. The one article I saw about it kind of took a dig at Kevin for being too big for the part or whatever, but nobody cares about that part of it anyway. And he's not that big, but uh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I think he's a underrated, interesting actor, actor dude. Why not? He's a good comic too, at some level. I mean, he's, he's mostly performance driven, but he's so likable that you don't care. Yep, yep, yep. Now, as far as uh, Edelman, mm -hmm. the sequence of events today was the Patriots might have to cut him because of the injury. The Patriots cut him. Hey, I'm retiring. And then there's a flood of Tom Brady and everyone else celebrating his career. Like, uh, so, you know, these guys, it's like, I'm retired. No, you were cut. You were cut from the team. <laughs> Let's at least start with the real story. Uh the team can no longer use your services. You're not uh, pro pro uh, worthy this year. Um, oh, you're retired. Okay, you're retired. Oh, you're also retiring. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's just me being bitter. You can't fire me. I quit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's just me being bitter about that stupid catch in the Super Bowl. I hate him for it. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was one for the ages. That's for sure. Is he a Hall of Famer? For gut answer, gut answer. No. I think that's right. But, you know, arguably the Hall of Fame is about sort of these memorable, interesting players and stories. And in that regard, he would absolutely be in, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's made some memorable plays. Yeah, it's like. He's a great player, for sure. I think uh, I've seen this argument elsewhere, but. I think to be a Hall of Famer, you have to have been like top five at your position at some point in your career. And I'm not sure he was ever top five in the league. You know I don't what I mean? know how. But this he's, was some crazy PPR league. Right. Fantasy wise. Yeah. He's, he's great. But like, he, he's like one of those guys that was like top 15 every single year. But is that oh, good enough? Gooch is barking. Oh, I thought you were chopping vegetables. Uh, he doing he's hungry he's thirsty all right let me service the boy hold on take a gooch timeout. bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in maryland turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code old line 150 then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So you say, no, not all of Famer. I don't think so. Yeah. Exactly the reason that you say. He was never a he was never a top monster, you know what I mean? But he checks all the other boxes. He's a prominent role in these giant story arcs of the best dynasty in the history of team sports, all that stuff. Did he go to the Pro Bowl? I think for the reasons that you just laid out, No. He's, and maybe maybe once here or there, but not he was certainly not a perennial Pro Bowler because there's always like ten guys better at, than him at the position, right? Now I'm going to look it up. Also, did you know that Deshaun Watson's lawyer's name is Rusty Hardon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a tough draw. Sounds like he could have used the lube. Has Julian Edelman, Edelman ever made the Pro Bowl? Never earned a Pro Bowl honor. See, I'm surprised by that. I, I, I would think that he would at least be like an injury replacement or something, right? I think you nailed it. I think he's always been good, but not, you know, not in the top handful. And that's what the Pro Bowl is. Yeah, but there had to have been a year where he was at least in the lead for receptions for a long time. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't know. He's definitely borderline, yeah, he, though. Like, you know, I think Eli is a good comparison. Obviously, he doesn't have, like, the family lineage that Eli has and all that, but I feel like those two are kind of even in terms of arguments against or for being in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. They had flashes of brilliance, big moments. Never the best at their position. Yeah, but two Super Bowl wins, that's the – that's he doesn't have those. There's no conversation. You don't have to even talk about him in the in – the, being in Canton. Right? Eli. Yeah. Yeah, right. And those were against the scariest dynasty in the history of team sports. Yeah. It makes it even better. It's a little extra pop. Makes it even sweeter. Yeah. Do you know this? Do you remember this? At some point I've told you this. Uh the weekend that my daughter was conceived was that Plaxico catch weekend where Eli won the Super Bowl. And Eli later named his daughter Ava. Wow. 
about that. Was that a very popular name at the time? We didn't know that, but yes. Oh, oh! So what you're saying is, <laughs> you're a trendsetter. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. So XFL and CFL, they might pit their champions against each other. That is a stroke of crazy, weird genius. Why not? Why not? They're both struggling to get the real headlines. That's a great idea. I can't believe I can't believe either side would say yes to that, but I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, it seems super weird, but I think if you just kind of uh, add some incentives, right, to contracts or whatever, players would be excited about that. It strikes me as being a little boxing-ish. You get the champion yeah. of this weird little cabal of things against the champion of this little weird cabal of things, and yeah, yeah. Why not? I, I like it. They're both they're both second tier football. You need a little extra buzz and headline. And I, who wins that game? Well, here's a here's a, a question that I'll throw back to you, sort of in that same vein. I still like the relegation idea, mm. but the question is, which league relegates to who? Yeah, well, the XFL hasn't even proven that they're going to be a thing for more than ten minutes, so that's part of the problem. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the CFL is an established thing. It's been there for decades and people love it and they're into it. The one knock on the CFL is, I believe, again, I should not speak before I look something up. In fact, let me look it up. I'll make it a little more real. Okay, hold on. All right. I think I have the facts right, but I don't want to be wrong. CFL has a quota of Canadians. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. How many Canadian players must be on a CFL team? Minimum 21. Okay. The reason that's in place is because if it wasn't, it would all be a bunch of freaky athletes who didn't quite make the NFL, right? That's an interesting choice of numbers, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think it's it's half, right? Half-ish. You know, there's 22 starters. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, they, so they just went like okay if we if we we could all have like this handshake agreement that 21 of our starters is are going to be canadian and we'll have one ringer each <laughs> right it's funny one of the other questions in google is are cfl balls bigger than nfl yeah their balls are bigger <laughs> It's an interesting answer, too. Prior to 2017, the footballs using the CFL were slightly larger. Uh, and then they changed it. So I guess they're the same now. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that makes me think that the athletes on an XFL team might be better on a per-player basis. Yes. They don't, they don't have quotas. They're allowed to get all the best athletes who are available to play football. Um, well, it's also called but, the Canadian Football League, right? So how could it be good at anything that's not hockey? No, it's not, it's not what I'm implying. <laughs> I'm saying because it, it actually says the country's name in the league, right? So it can't really be the Canadian Football League if they're 
they're bringing all these, you know, out of towners in. Well, of course. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, but I, you could make the argument that you know, whatever. You had a hockey team in Georgia. You wouldn't want to be a bunch of Georgians playing hockey. That would that team would suck. You got to get some Russians and Czechs and Canadians in there. <laughs> no question. <laughs> you got to get the Czechs. The Czechs are always good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. An, I, I love that. It makes me want to do that with all the other sports and things that are around. I want to see. Okay, that's like that's like the Billie Jean King shtick, right? You, you get the right. Yeah. Yep. You take some. You, you take two things that you would only discuss at a bar and actually have them play each other and see what happens. Yeah, I think that's right. But as far as relegation is concerned, right? Americans are, you know, what are we if not full of hubris, right? <laughs> so I'm with you so far. <laughs> there's gonna be some kind of a fight. There, the, you know, the. The XFL team's ego is going to be a little bit crushed, and or whoever's at, at the head of the league is, it's going to hurt them to concede to the Canadian Football League. But that's what's going to have to happen. Yeah, you're right. If there if there is relegation, which I listen, we should pound the pavement and not let this. We, we this is our cause, Kostaki. <laughs> We've been talking about this for years, but this is actually an open window to it. I I like it, but it's still second place to my prior cause. No, no. Which, which is having the Jets and Jaguars play for oh. the right to draft Trevor Lawrence. I thought you were going to go for the third place game. I like I like this idea. I like the draft. This idea game. is better. Third yeah. place is interesting. It would be fun to see. Yeah. What was it? What would be this year? Packers and Bills. That's a good game. Yep. Yep. Uh, but this is more interesting because once in a while there's a Trevor Lawrence type that is a you know, franchise changer and to see two scrub teams like to give it their all to get him. That's a great fun game. You could even have it in March. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I like you- it. I like the idea of it being a Super Bowl Sunday undercard game, but I'm open to it being later as well. If it needs to be, because then you have some more of the story arc going into the season as the draft is coming up. Like, like it just resets all of the conversation about the draft order and everything. There's a game in like April twentieth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Now, Jets and uh, Jaguars play to see who gets Trevor Lawrence. I, I think that's a great idea. I think it's a good idea, and it would stop teams from tanking. That's right. Well, like in this, it's perfect. This is the perfect year for it because there's a standout, number, obvious number one that everybody wants. And both teams were horrific, and it just came down to sort of a fluke fest as to who wound up with the first pick. So that's not even really fair. That's kind of a dumb way to do it. And I like doing it after, as part of like the, the new season because then players that are no longer on the Jets from last season. And they if they know they're gone, like whatever, but by their own oh, yeah. by their own choice or the team cuts them, they're not gonna give a fuck about this game. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna play the season out because what does the Jets future have to do with them? Nothing. Good point. Right? I so I there's there's a lot of checks in the pro box here <laughs> for this idea. But I like this. I like this uh, XFL, CFL thing. That's a cool idea. That's fun. That's a fun exhibition game. Yeah, I like that too. 
This is supposed to be an exhibition match. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? Uh, Rocky. <laughs> I'm moving. It's a pain in the ass. You're all over, man. Where are you now? Now we're in Los Alamitos. We, we, we're in a hotel sort of outside of L.A. So we could get a bigger, nicer place for a few days. We have both kids and a dog and... We have a tentative move-in date of Wednesday this week. So, oh wow, okay, coming down to it. I was I was working on this as a comedy premise that moving is one of life's worst things. Did you see this tweet? Uh, top three life's worst things: cancer, uh-huh. divorce, moving. And divorce is only above moving because you also have to move. <laughs> uh. And if you're the one who gets to stay in the house, then divorce moves down to number three below moving. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's so many of my least favorite things. It's like a big decision that's daunting because you're afraid to get it wrong. Yeah, right. And then it's just a sea of errands and phone calls and address changes and schlepping boxes and backbreaking and weird and you're not settled yet and you don't have the internet and oh the gas isn't on yet it's like it just well we moved almost two years ago and we're still moving in if you can believe it i do believe it that's how it is it's <laughs> yeah. such a pain in the ass it seems like it's there's so much to do you know it's almost impossible to do it all in a row yeah and it was all like, this is a little bit of a different situation, but there's all like little projects or whatever. So like you put something over there in that corner for now, but you're going to have <laughs> just to get it out of the way. But this isn't the final destination. So we're going to move that back when we're done with oh. this thing and then move on. to Yeah, it's a whole lot of that. So that's part of the, what makes the weight of the decision so heavy because right. you don't want to screw it up and have to move again soon. Yeah. And if you screw it up and then you're in a place you don't like because you don't want to move, that's no good. And if you are in a place that you don't like enough that you have to move, that's you got to move again because you didn't get it right. Why didn't I paint the concrete basement floor before I put shit on top of the floor? <laughs> Another good example. I got so it wrong. I got it you wrong. Got, you got it wrong. <laughs> Giant pain in the ass, man. And of course, there's a thousand factors. We literally have a spreadsheet with like 15 different categories of thing. Proximity to school and wow, does it have a washer dryer? And is it, you know, it's just, it makes you, what are the amenities and what's the thing? And how do you dip? What's the parking sit? Kill me. I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> So what's uh what's some what are some of the things you're hearing about the draft that have you excited? I'm intrigued. I I know it's a homer position to take, but it is intriguing that the Falcons are at number four, and never in the history of the NFL draft have they gone quarterback, 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 quarterback. Top four, right? It's never, never happened. happened. And the top three this year are almost a lock to be all quarterbacks. Okay. And there's still going to be a couple of good ones left. First rounders sitting there waiting at number four if you want one. And I'm kind of warming up to Kyle Pitts. This is like 
Mel Kuyper Jr. has been doing draft grades for 43 years, has never given a tight end a higher pre-draft grade than Kyle Pitts coming out of Florida. Has him number two on the big board. So the Falcons could just sit there and take him if they don't if they want to stick with Matt Ryan for two more years, which I think is probably the right choice at this point because they yeah. kicked the money back and he's good enough to win you a Super Bowl. He's not the reason they didn't know they're not in it. So keep him, get your superstar of some other position or trade down for future number one or whatever. I'm good with both of those. At this point, I think I'm swinging the other way. I'm, I'm leaning against the Falcons taking a quarterback now. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't be pissed, though, if that, they have a plan in place that makes sense and that's what they want to do. I'm good with that, too. I mean, it's kind of silly, right, if you still have a, a very serviceable quarterback. That's Ninth gonna, best quarterback in the world. Ninth? Seventh? Eleventh? I'm comfortable with a 7 to 11 range. Yeah. Are we pulling Deshaun Watson out of the list for now? Well, yeah. He gets to move up a notch this season, I think. <laughs> It's a touchy subject. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> My God, these stories are so yucky. <laughs> I hope I got across in the last podcast how terrible this is. If I made light of it in a way that made anybody uncomfortable or wince, I apologize. He is a monster. He is a creep. It is terrible. I think I said that last time. Oh, boy. Gooch is not a fan. Yeah, Gooch is not a fan. <laughs> There's one story that I heard that got me excited because it kind of inserts. Uh, Have we take- moved on from Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I, hope. I don't. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to talk Fair. about it. Uh, it's that there's a Taysom Hill angle to be explored. So, oh yeah. Um, there's apparent. I can't remember the guy's name. Maybe you know, but he's a quarterback who's very athletic. Do you know who um, I'm talking about? Tim Tebow. No, no, he's he's in this year's draft. Oh, uh, Trey Lance. That sounds right. Somebody was talking about maybe the Patriots grab him, mm. and they run some kind of like hybrid situation with Cam Newton and him. It's interesting to me they've never really done that in the pros. The way some college teams just embrace it, you know. What's the guy's name again? Trey Lance is the kid out of North Dakota State the same place that uh, Wentz came from. And he's got a lot of like the talk about him is he's a project and he's got the most athleticism. He, he rushed for 1100 yards or something this season, not this season, the one prior. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he's a project cause he's, you know, you got to work on him. So that would be a possible Falcons pick <laughs> sit so- behind Matt. Somewhere out there, there's a woman who thinks she can fix him. <laughs> but I like it's a project. But I like he's a fixer upper. But I like your I like your premise. I is it a leadership thing that we don't do that in the NFL? What's that? We we think we want one leader in the room oh. instead of having a Taysom Winston pairing hot hand series to series kind of thing. Like the whole ecosystem that produces the alpha male of the offense. Right. That, yeah. Yeah, I think that's largely, that's that's why, you know, it's a big deal that Taysom Hill comes on the field and, well, how could they do this to Drew Brees? 
<laughs> How could they do this to him? They just demasculated him. See, I don't have that for the record. I've never had that. I just think it's a bad strategic choice. Yeah, I know. We don't we don't have to revisit. Uh, but I hear you. But I hear you. Right. But I think that would be interesting. I mean, why not? If you have somebody that is super athletic that can throw the ball, like I, maybe the Saints could do something similar with Jameis and and Taysom, right? So you got like two of these guys. Taysom basically has played running back. He has played. He plays tight end. He he's you know blocking punts. He's all, anyway on offense. He plays tight end, wide receiver, running back. Put him on the field right. at the same time with Jameis. Now, how does that not drive defenses crazy? That expands your playbook by like thirty percent. I agree. I always said that when, uh, what was the situation? It was the Eagles. They were like, why not put Michael Vick in the backfield? Right. Right. I agree with that, especially when it's someone who, if he had a month long injury, it would be okay for the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's the reason that you don't do that with a big star, right? You don't want him getting a lot of hits and blah, blah, blah. And if he gets hurt, then we're kind of out of the playoff contention. But if you have these two sort of guys who are equal-ish, yep. you know, and this is a very, maybe the, maybe that's the answer for the NFL. The reason we don't do that is because the money, right? You can't pay two good quarterbacks, one running one and one throwing one. But that's kind of what the Saints have decided to do, it looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're both low-budget starters, so they're kind of co-starters. I think we should see more of it. I would like to. I think it'd be interesting to see. It, like, if you had somebody... Yeah, I mean, they're the perfect example. You're right. Yeah. Or the aging Michael Vick, when we had him. And, and they also had Shady on the team. I was like, that's a... You oh, had yeah. both those guys in the backfield? That's a, that's an exciting play, no matter what happens. Yeah. I think we're moving a little bit away from we have to be defined by one face for the franchise. You know, the way the Eagles were like, yeah, we're bringing in this other guy, Jalen, to see what happens. And the face of the franchise was like, meh, you sit down for a while. Let's see what happens with this other kid. Yeah. yeah. I think there's more of that than there used to be. Am I imagining that? No, I don't think so. You're seeing a lot of players now that aren't necessarily quarterbacks that are getting more attention i think I, like it used to be that you know it's just the quarterback like that's the guy unless you're Deion sanders right yeah but he's the he's the face or you're you know you're Desha- deshaun watson well, your fall from grace is is pretty steep and now who's the face of that team you can't even you you, you take at least a minute to think about who's the face of that team now especially with jj walk on right yeah right so you're like i don't know who's the face of that team no clue. <laughs> I can't even think of right. What's the? I can't believe I can't think of a single one. Is it David Johnson? No, David Johnson. That's the answer. It's not mm. him. They got. They have eight running backs. You gotta put somebody on the ticket, and the and the program. David Johnson. He's smiley and nice. Right. He he's is. a good player. Yeah, he does seem like a nice kid. Seems like a wholesome guy. Wholesome guy for sure. Um, you know who's <laughs> the face of the franchise in Carolina now? Yeah. Sam Darnold. What do you make of all of it? They're, they're praying for a Tannehill kind of story, right? Yeah, a second yeah. chapter away from Gates. Away from Gates. Let's see what happens. <laughs> 
Gase is like the the get out of the NFL as soon as you get uh, away from him. No. Yeah. I why not? I mean, for them, and if they can draft somebody too, then they've got two shots at it. Right? I mean, did they keep Bridgewater? If I were them, I would I have Darnold now. I'd trade Bridgewater and I'd draft Trey Lance-ish. I think they pick eighth, and their team's good. Otherwise, they're just lacking a you know, franchise quarterback. So maybe it's Sam Darnold and maybe it isn't, and take two shots at that. I think I like Teddy Bridgewater too much that I might be biased on his level of skill, but I feel like he's still... He's top 20, 32, right? Yeah. He's he's the 27th best quarterback in the world. That sounds right. But but there's, there's some other guys kind of eking up. Like, is he better than Mariota? Probably not. Yeah, they're about neck and neck. Speak, is he better oh. than... I mean, there's five first-round quarterbacks here in this next couple weeks. <laughs> right? I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> <laughs> when I said neck and neck, I just got this vision of Mike Glennon, who's now a giant, and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, he looks—he just looks like a a giraffe that's shocked by a noise down the street. <laughs> His neck is so long. What giraffe lives near a street? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I have a better question. Why are the Giants signing Mike Glennon? Like Colt McCoy wasn't bad enough. Uh so it's. All right. It's Daniel Jones and Mike Glennon. Oh. Mike Glennon is the 53rd best quarterback in the world. Okay. Okay. Fine. What do you want for a backup? I, I want him to be like top 27. Uh, okay. Give me 10. You want, you want the 28th and 29th best quarterbacks in the world like the Saints have? Yeah. Give me the guy that's underappreciated like Teddy instead of the guy who's proven to be mediocre. Oh, that's true. I mean, <clears throat> that's a good point. If you could, if you could get yourself a Jameis Winston or a Teddy Bridgewater, that's a way better player than the Mike Glennon tier. Yeah, yeah, I agree for sure. Yeah, if you could swing that, if you can get get one of these guys, you know, whatever you get Cam Newton as your backup one season or whatever it is. Yeah, you're right. But whatever, it's all going to hell as soon as Daniel Jones gets hurt. So. <laughs> and maybe even before, who knows? This is the season of optimism. What are you doing? But this then is the they only time of year you get to be happy. But then they signed Mike Glennon. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a Mike Glennon. That's part of what it is. It's fun. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> so it's it's sunk in a little bit now. Are we still excited about Matthew Stafford in Los Angeles? I think it's an upgrade, but I think it's incremental upgrade. It's not the huge upgrade that some people seem to be implying. Mm-hmm. He's past his prime. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's very good, but he's not great. And golf hit very good and not great plenty of times. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that big an upgrade. Yeah, I don't either. That's my personal, that's my personal opinion. Stafford is... Goff on, on a glow up. You know what that means? No. <laughs> like someone is like, uh, say like, 
you probably put on a few pounds during the pandemic, right? What? I'm guessing. I'm guessing. <laughs> I did both, weirdly. I, I've had a couple different uh, sub-shifts within the pandemic. I lost 15 pounds there somewhere, and I'm, it's all kind of back again. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so let's say you decided to stop drinking beer and you're exercising, and now you're looking healthy. And every- That sounds terrible. Everything's looking great. Now you're, it's your glow up. It's my glow up. So it's the, it's the good me. Yeah. Like you, you look healthy. You're glowing. Oh, okay. You know, like they, is, that a, is that what the kids are saying? Yeah. But I think they're off that already. Probably. Probably by the time you get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the point now. Yeah. Where by the time it gets to me and I start telling you about it, it's over yeah, already. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. That, where do you think that puts me? Jesus. <laughs> it's, well, I didn't want to say it, but. <laughs> So what's your original point? This is the glow up? Yeah, Goff is a nerd, right? And Stafford is like the cool kid. But like there's the same guy. Yeah. I feel like it's a huge upgrade for Stafford. I mean, it improves oh, his yeah. life oh, immediately. Yeah. Congratulations to him, yeah. Yeah, he goes from one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the history of team sports to Super Bowl contender with maybe the most buzzworthy head coach there is offensive mind and former quarterback himself from Georgia. <laughs> Go dogs. <clears throat> Georgia high school player of the year. You know this, right? Who was number two that year? Oh yeah. Calvin Johnson. <laughs> Sean McVay beat out Calvin Johnson. Oh yeah. Sean McVay beat him out. as the Georgia high school player of the year. Unbelievable. What position did he play? Quarterback. Wow. He was he was one of those um uh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Coach he Heisman for the for the <laughs> Miami Hurricanes one year. Uh Gino um, Toretta. Whoa. It was like the best team and he was the quarterback and so they gave him the Heisman and then he disappeared. Like he wasn't he wasn't one of the best players in college football that year, but he, they treated him that way, so McVeigh got the same kind. He even said that. He was joking about how ridiculous it was that Calvin didn't win it. But he was the quarterback of the best team in, in Georgia that year. So they probably and he was met, good. And they, he was very good, apparently. They probably never punted. He was a he was a running threat. Can you imagine? I can, yeah. He was both. He was the, he was dual threat, Sean McVeigh. Anyway. He reads as uh, really short. I don't know if that's Real life, I, but I think that too. But I guess in high school, it's not as important that you be tall. Or maybe he hit a spurt and then stopped growing after high school. Maybe he's just standing next to giants. <laughs> it could be that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm reading this headline on uh, Pro Football Talk, and maybe I'm making more out of this because of who it is, but. It says Juju Smith Schuster says Chiefs, not Ravens, were his second choice. Do you find it at all odd that he would share who was close to signing him rather than the team that he signed with? It's very it's very hey, look at me, you know. That's who he is. He's Mr. TikTok. That's the guy he is. He's, he, uh, I saw an article that said uh, Andy Reid was wooing him with pictures of the Vince Lombardi trophy. Right, yeah. Which, 
is two years old. But <laughs> how much less money did they offer? Why wouldn't you just go play for the Chiefs for the love of God? What are you doing? For real, especially if you're just going to sign a one year deal with your old team anyway. I mean, when you and actually, this, in my opinion, my humble opinion, he plays it somewhat well in that he gets to go back into the market next year when the salary cap will be larger. The problem is Chase Claypool is a better player than he is and is emerging, and so is Deontay Johnson. He's the third best receiver on his own team that he just signed up with again. But you know he doesn't see it that way. If he goes to Kansas City, there's no question he's the third fiddle at least. Also true. Good point. But if you're going to just hang around and wait for the contract, like go play for a winner. They'll win her. I don't know. It must have been less money. I got a couple jokes. You want a couple jokes? Yeah, Somewhere of course. Around here? Of course. I don't have much. I'm I'm resting on my laurels as I'm moving. What are laurels, by the way? Yeah, I don't know. It's a very cumbersome phrase here. Oh, I got the wrong. Here we go. I'm going to do, uh, on Bob and Tom, I'm going to do a bunch of jokes about Gooch in the morning. Okay. Have this whole have this whole piece about how they found a coyote at my mom's house. Like somebody literally took a picture of a coyote on the sidewalk next to my mom's house. Wow. So there was this panic of like, oh, you got to have Gooch on the leash when you walk him. We have this extendable like, you know, leash thing because he was going blind a little bit and he's having, he got lost a couple of times when we went out to pee. So I'd stand at the door at night and just, you know, so there's got, you got to put him on the leash. So now I'm standing in the door like trolling for coyotes. You know? <laughs> it's no joke, man. I, I had an aunt whose cat got eaten by a coyote. I'm sure. And that was in Massachusetts. But I feel like I could take a coyote. I don't know if you could, bro. It's like a scrawny, emaciated German shepherd who's skittish by nature. You just kick him once and it's over, right? That's I kept having the daydream of like, I've got the leash. Coyote has grabbed Gooch. <laughs> I run out there and kick him in the face. Uh-huh. And like, that's it's it? not like if a bear... You know, if a bear attacks Gooch, like, I just dropped the leash and closed the door. Like, we just have to get a new dog at that point. <laughs> but I feel like I could take a coyote. <laughs> like, I'm not, when I think of it, I daydream this so often because it happened so many times that I was walking him uh, during the coyote scare in the neighborhood. I wasn't remotely scared of the coyote. I would be scared of a mountain lion or an alligator or, you know what I mean? Like... A bear, any of those things, I'm not fighting. But a coyote, I'll, I'll take them on. I just have this vision of coyotes, like they roll in packs. Like where there's one, it's probably another one. You know? Nah, this is a place where you never. I, I've never seen a coyote in my whole life growing up. This is like a rando loner coyote. He's not supposed to be there. <laughs> he just came to the neighborhood just to, <laughs> just to stir some stuff up. Pretend to be a biologist, but I, 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 just, I don't I, think that's the tradition. I, I love this uh, this idea of like giving this coyote a backstory. And then I was thinking for the for the Gooch, you know, Gooch is almost fifteen. He's has he has trouble seeing. He's feeble. Like, do you want to die on a metal table sometime in the next year or so, or do you want to be a part of the food chain? This is like a good way to go out, being by a coyote. Go out a hero, yeah. And then I was thinking. I, I feel the same way about my aunt. I have an 86-year-old <laughs> aunt who's been locked away in a assisted living home for a year plus of pandemic. Like, uh, 
just walk her around the yard, troll for bears with the ant. Bears love old Greek ladies. You know why? They taste like baklava. <laughs> huh? They got honey in the baklava. So these are the jokes I'm doing on Bob and Tom. I have one football joke that Jeff Bannier sent that made me laugh hard. He said the uh, the Falcons pick fourth in the draft, which I guess is good as long as fourth is not a quarter. <laughs> Somebody tagged it. They'll probably lose the draft card with three minutes and 28 seconds left on the clock. Screw you, whoever you are. Can I do two Deshaun Watson jokes that aren't too messy? Let's go. Nike suspended their endorsement deal with Deshaun. When deciding whether to show your penis to your masseuse, probably best to avoid just do it. Beats by Dre also dropping Deshaun Watson. He's being picked up, however, by beats himself in front of horrified onlookers. That's a much smaller, terribly named headphone brand. (laughs) (laughs) I will not be buying their product. No, that's for sure. It's good to talk to you, buddy. Hey, you too, man. Uh, hold your head up. You know, you get, you're you right around the corner. You're going to settle that's, in. That's right. We've had a great time, kind of the adventure recently, and it's been a great few months, and I'm ready to get settled. Looking forward to the other side of the move, so that's good. For sure. Next time we talk, when is the draft? End of this month. The, I got it in the calendar here somewhere. Oh, close the calendar. Well, that's inconvenient. I'll tell you, I got it. Will it have happened? No. Well, if we follow the same pattern, we got one more pre-draft. Okay. Two weeks from today is uh, April 26th, the Monday. And then the draft is April 29th, 30th, and May 1st. Um, The prime time first round is Thursday night, April 29th. That's okay, April 29th. Yeah, then they do rounds two and three, which is also prime time, I believe, on Friday. And then they do 47 more rounds on Saturday all day long. Well, cool. We'll uh, we'll do a pre-draft one. And then maybe... Yeah, one more pre-draft one, then we'll do a post-draft one. We'll do a post-draft one. All right. That's, all the, right. that's the way calendars and days work. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'll, I'll write a few specific jokes about the top few quarterbacks between now and then. That's my teaser. That's my promise to the fans. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. If you don't have the video, you missed Aaron Hodges being a total jackass. Yes. Visual jokes <laughs> only for Patreons this week. Only Patreons get the video this week. Okay, good. So We love you guys. Thank you for watching. And thank you for the support. Come join us at All Pro Lines during some draft, pre-draft, and post-draft coverage. We're going to be doing a lot more content. Once I have a home, <laughs> I'm not unpacking my shit. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 